you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. Listen on demand anytime on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, or Spotify. And follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. You can get in touch. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, the neocons are giddy, I'm sure, despite the fact that uh, they were unable to stop an outsider businessman who promised to keep us out of Middle East wars and get us out of the disastrous Middle East wars we were already in. Uh, Now they have their chance for a big war over in the Middle East. And uh, it's because these rising, escalating tensions between Saudi Arabia and Iran have now boiled over. And uh, the Iranians have attacked the Saudis' uh, major oil refining uh, center debilitating uh, about half of their their output they're responsible for about five percent of total world output and they've uh, they've knocked about half of that offline this attack was done by drones and cruise missiles and the houthi rebels who have capacity for neither of those things at least on this scale are the ones claiming responsibility for it and that's because the houthis are a client organization of the iranian mullahs and the mullahs want to muddy up the waters say uh, say they didn't do this so that uh, if and when the saudis or the u.s or other air other um, forces in the region respond they can claim victimhood but sadly enough You've got all of the the neocons up on Capitol Hill and in the think tanks in Washington, D.C. They're just rubbing their hands together on the prospect of another one of these Middle East wars where the United States will spend trillions of dollars for no compelling U.S. national interests. And CNN is, you know, they're, they're in that camp. They've got Max Boot on their payroll and a bunch of other uh, war hawks they brought on an analyst who was uh saying that oh this this is the one this is it we gotta we gotta take action um but this is a moment where iran is really pushing our resolve and is really testing to see whether we're actually going to stand up and if there's attacks by iran on our close allies like jordan israel or the saudis um, we need to take seriously taking action so our allies, the Saudis, really, we're to the point now where we're defending Saudi Arabia, for God's sakes. And now I don't give a damn about Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi was a, 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 a fake journalist, public relations man for the Muslim Brotherhood. I do not give a damn if Mohammed bin Salman 
sawed up Jamal Khashoggi in that uh, that embassy in Turkey. It's none of my concern. But we're going to go to war for Saudi Arabia, the same Saudi Arabia that sent and financed the 9-11 hijackers to attack the United States and have used their oil reserves in the past to punish the United States. Now Saudi Arabia, that we're finally energy independent as our ally. And they've got, sadly enough, they've got Trump talking about uh, the possibility of the United States attacking Iran as well. Mr. President, do you still think it's the responsibility of the Saudis to defend themselves? No, I think I think it is certainly the responsibility of them to do a big a big deal of their defense. Certainly, uh, I also think it's the responsibility of the Saudis to, uh, if somebody like us, which are the ones, uh, are going to help them, uh, they, I know that monetarily will be very much involved in paying for that. This is something that's much different than other presidents would mention, John. But the fact is that the Saudis. Uh, are going to have a lot of uh, involvement in this if we decide to do something. Uh, They'll be very much involved, and that includes payment, and they understand that fully. But they're going to be, look, they're very upset. They're very angry. Uh, They know pretty much what we know. They know pretty much where they came from. And we're looking for the final checkpoints, and I think you won't be surprised to see who did it. What in the world is he talking about? We're going to we're going to go to war with Iran for Saudi Arabia or anybody else for that matter. Rand Paul is the one that consistently makes sense on these issues. He said that the he pointed out that Iran spends about 17 billion dollars on its military. Saudi Arabia spends 83 billion dollars on its military. Why would we need to defend the Saudis, they can handle themselves. It's time for us to start minding our own business and let people take care of their own problems. The only thing I'm glad about is that uh, John Bolton is no longer in the White House because he would certainly be doing the war dance 24-7. But... You know, we're in a we're in a different position now. We no longer rely on the Saudis for their energy. And without our reliance on them for the energy, we don't need them. We don't want them. They're a a a, a dictatorship disguised as a monarchy. An Islamic fundamentalist dictatorship with it, you can't even go over there and uh, a Christian can't even go places in Saudi Arabia. You can't bring a Bible into Saudi Arabia. They hate us. They they are, have been financing Wahhabi terrorism worldwide for decades and decades. They're funding the construction of mosques throughout the Western world, including the United States. We're going to go to war to protect them. I have no problem selling them arms as long as they're not the cutting-edge arms that would uh, actually threaten the United States security. 
as far as I'm concerned, we can sell the arms to uh, to Saudi Arabia and Iran and let them have at it. Now, I'm not saying I want that. I don't want a conflict over there. But if there's going to be a conflict, we need to stay the hell out of it. And to the degree we do get involved, we need to make sure that it uh, is in our own national interests. Now, you might say, well, well, Jim, you were talking about um, taking military action against the uh, the uh, closure of the Straits of Hormuz in the Persian Gulf. Yeah, because the U.S. Navy, that's that's their mandate or to keep the lanes of navigation open. And if anybody threatens that, then that's when the United States does have a compelling national interest and ought to get involved. You damn sure don't need to be putting a, a, a aircraft carrier over there in that Persian Gulf, though, with Iran having capacity with new, with uh, cruise missiles. But if they uh, if they challenge our navy or or our shipping, then we should send them to the bottom of the Persian Gulf. But other than that, I don't see any role for us to be playing over there. Iran at this point is responsible for about 5% of world energy output, petroleum. And the the disruption of their refining capacity has caused an increase of about 15% in world uh, petroleum prices. That, <laughs> the price for gasoline is still less than it was Last year, and this is all because the United States, under Donald Trump, has had the good sense to unleash our energy sector, and now we're uh, uh, we're energy independent. Not only that, we're exporting oil now because uh, they changed this law that allowed the United States producers to sell its oil on the world market. And now the president's even talking about accessing the strategic oil reserve to stabilize world oil prices. I say to hell with that. During times of uh, contraction on the world market, we need to be taking care of our own supply over here, and we certainly don't need to be selling our strategic oil supply on the world market. And I'm not, uh, I'm not all in on the fact that we ought to be competing uh, price-wise for for our energy resources with uh, with the rest of the world, including China and and India. Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, especially not if the world oil supply is threatened. A lot of this oil is produced on public lands, both in the interior and in Alaska and offshore. And so the American consumer and the American businesses do have a legitimate claim, or at least on some special treatment, when it comes to world oil supply. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We 
going to run out to a break. Stick with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest statement by Ilhan Omar with regards to some people did something. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees building only plus a twenty dollars processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider. Plans and Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Mojo. So last month, RGB Ruth Bader Ginsburg (RBG) uh, it was revealed that she had gone back into uh, the hospital for chemotherapy. And had been diagnosed with cancer of the pancreas. Anybody who knows uh, the story of of um, Steve Jobs and others knows how deadly pancre- pancreatic cancer is and how incurable. And the course of treatment that they gave Ginsburg led experts to believe that this this cancer was in an advanced stage, and that has got the the Democrats in an uproar because Donald Trump would get the third Supreme Court appointment in in uh, in just his first term, and have no doubt this advanced stage of pancreatic cancer is a very fast acting cancer. And any day you're allowed to wake up and read in the newspaper that uh, there is another vacancy on the Supreme Court. So now. Just like clockwork, over the weekend, the New York Times has run a story that uh, was was uh, promoted in advance by a really bizarre and vulgar tweet about ma- male genitalia, and they had to delete it pretty soon because it was so uh, ridic- outrageous, really, for the New York Times to be doing something like that. But they're uh, they're digging up the whole controversy surrounding um Brett Kavanaugh and they're trying to breathe life into this uh this uncorroborated obviously concocted story by Deborah Ramirez you'll recall that um one of her male classmates reminded her uh, the male classmate by the way was a democrat activist reminded her of a party she was at where supposedly Brett Kavanaugh had exposed himself to her. She didn't have a memory of it at the time. But after she powwowed with a Democrat activist lawyer to represent her for six days, suddenly she uh, she fortified her memory and was able to come forward with this, this story that while she was drunk and laying on the floor that uh, Brett Kavanaugh 
had exposed himself to her. Now, the, her her story, her uh, version of events, and the ones that uh, that prompted her were all uh, contradicted and debunked by other people that knew both of uh, uh, Kavanaugh and Ramirez at the time. Ramirez went on to become a, a left-wing nonprofit activist. But these other witnesses said they had no no knowledge of this ever happening and that if it had happened, they certainly would have known of it. And they investigated this. There was nothing to it. It was 30 years old. She obviously was coached on her story, and it fell apart. Well, now New York Times has got a couple of uh, uh, reporters that have written a book, and it's because for the last year or so that uh, I guess it's 10 months now that Kavanaugh has been on the Supreme Court, the New York Times has had these reporters digging through every aspect of his life, and they've been able to come up with nothing except they found yet another Democrat activist that was at Yale at the time that claims he was at a party and get this, saw people push Brett Kavanaugh's uh, manhood into a woman's hand. Now, I don't know how you go about pushing somebody's private parts into a woman's hands. What do you, you push them on the butter side? It doesn't even make any sense. But that didn't have to make any sense. It didn't have to go through any scrutiny or any sort of standard journalistic process for the New York Times to take this story and run with it. And lo and behold, over the weekend, they had a major story about this. There's just one little problem with the whole thing. And they didn't mention in their story that the so-called victim of this has no memory of it either. Very similar to Deborah Ramirez had no memory of it until she was coached up. And so they ran with the story. Had people talking about it on the Sunday news shows. Major headlines, everybody writing op-eds saying, oh, we got him now. Just one little problem. And this was pointed out by Molly Hemingway, one of the last real hardcore journalists on the scene. And she got her hands on a copy of an advanced copy of this book and read in there that the woman that was uh, this is supposed to have happened to had no memory of it. The New York Times didn't print that little nugget in their story. So the New York Times ignored the exculpatory evidence that would prove that this was yet another hoax. Totally, completely fake news. And if it had not been for Molly Hemingway, this story would have languished around for who knows how much longer. And they've taken this man, Brad Kavanaugh, who has led a, an exemplary life, and they have taken smears and innuendos to characterize him at this point as a rapist and a sexual assaulter. 
And all of this is a calculated political smear. The Democrats are so determined not to lose their grip on the Supreme Court that they will destroy somebody who disagrees with them about their activist view of the law. And this is the wrap-up smear that Nancy Pelosi described for us oh, about a year and a half ago. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. It's a tactic. It's, it's, it's self-evident. It's self-evident. It's exactly what they're doing. They're so uh, scared that RGB is cr- going to create another vacancy on the Supreme Court that Trump is going to get to fill that they're, they're talking about trying to impeach Brett Kavanaugh. Not based on any due process or any sort of evidence that would stand up to any sort of standard, but just based on this wrap-up smear. Mitch McConnell uh, was very eloquent in the well of the Senate describing what's going on. But it would be a mistake to dismiss this as a bad case of sour grapes. This is not just a left-wing obsession with one man. It's part of a deliberate effort to attack judicial independence. Six of the Democratic presidential candidates, plus one who has now quit to run for the Senate, have publicly flirted with packing the Supreme Court. Court packing. Court packing. Today's bold new Democratic idea, a failed power grab, from back in the 1930s. Just a few weeks ago, some Senate Democrats nakedly threatened the Supreme Court justices in writing. Our colleagues sent the court an outlandish brief, gravely intoning that the Supreme Court is not well, they said. The Supreme Court is not well. Here was the punchline. Either issue rulings we like or we'll pack the court. Issue rulings that we like or we'll pack the court. This is not normal political behavior. These are the actions of a political party whose agenda is so alien to the Constitution that they feel threatened by fair and faithful judges. Because they cannot enact their agenda, whether it be gun confiscation or seizure of uh, 2% of people's property every year in the form of taxes or shutting people down who are trying to express themselves on social media or a hundred other things that the Democrats are talking about as part of their agenda now are blatantly unconstitutional. And their biggest obstacle to enacting their Marxist revolution in this country is the Supreme Court. And if they lose Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's going to be a seven, uh, no, a, a, yeah, a seven, six, six vote majority, conservative majority on the Supreme Court. 
And then when they lose the election in 2020, Trump may get yet another Supreme Court appointment. Old Stephen Breyer is looking kind of shaky himself. I think he's about 83, 84 years old. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the legend of corn pop. (laughs) Joe Biden's latest tall tale. We're going to give it a little scrutiny, a little bit of the, the investigative examination that the New York Times is not interested in these these days. Stick with us. We'll be back after two messages right here on Right Now on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. I've been working at Santa's Workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. On the Mojo 5.0 radio network. The legend of corn pop. Joe Biden stared him down. He's going to wrap a chain around his head. He was a bad dude and he ran some bad boys. But first we're going to talk about the fake news media. They had a bumper week. Actually, I guess the last 10 days. They have really outdid themselves in the Department of Fake News Media. Started off with... uh, Larry O'Donnell over there at the NBC television network, the Peacock's cable operation, MSNBC, reporting that Donald Trump had financed his huge, expansive real estate development empire by having Russian oligarchs co-sign on his Deutsche Bank loans. And he shared this news with Rachel Maddow, who is probably, without exception, the most over-the-top sufferer of Trump derangement syndrome in the media, a really wild-eyed conspiracy theorist if there ever was one. You know, they banished Alex Jones from social media and YouTube because they say he was uh, he trafficked in conspiracy theories, and yet... On NBC's cable operation, they've got Rachel Maddow and Larry 
O'Donnell that make Alex Jones look like a piker when it comes to forwarding and crafting conspiracy theories. So Larry O'Donnell went to air with this. And it soon came out that he he published this story on a single anonymous source. He didn't know the identity of the source. He didn't verify any of the information given to him by the source. And it turned out later that there was a credible claim on Reddit from a poster that says that he punked out Larry O'Donnell by providing this information. And he gave screenshots of the emails that he sent to Larry O'Donnell. None of it was true. None of it had been verified. And so Larry O'Donnell had to come out the next day and retract the story. He didn't apologize. He just says he shouldn't have gone to air with it and it didn't go through the rigorous standards over there at NBC News. Rigorous standards. And then he said that we can't prove that the story wasn't true. (laughs) That's the new fallback position of the legacy media. They can't prove a negative, so every story, no matter how outlandish, unplausible, and unverifiable brought to them, they publish and say, well, we can't prove it's not true. And then Larry O'Donnell was followed up by CNN when CNN reporter and former Obama official Jim Scudo rushed to the air to say, breathlessly that the CIA had to withdraw a mole inside the Kremlin because they were afraid that Donald Trump was going to compromise him and they had to get him out. It just so happened, though, that the information that compromised this mole didn't come from Donald Trump. It had, in fact, come from none other than John Brennan who leaked his existence to the New York Times and the Washington Post in his fevered effort to try to get Donald Trump. We don't know if this guy actually provided the information that John Brennan said he did, but John Brennan, who claims to have had almost exclusive knowledge of this spy's existence, was the one that was briefing Barack Obama in sealed manila envelopes outside of his daily intelligence briefing. And all of this information was published in the New York Times and the Washington Post before Donald Trump ever took office. And so CNN didn't even have the decency of MSNBC by by saying that they hadn't verified the story. They just stopped talking about it. While the New York Times and the Washington Post pointed out the glaring inaccuracies in CNN's reporting. Well, then it was Politico's turn. Now, Politico is part of the new media. They're a, a web-based operation, but they operate with... Refugees from the former legacy media, the the newspapers that have had to uh, close shop, one, because they've lost their credibility, and, and two, because nobody's interested in what 
the establishment has to say on most issues any longer. But um, but Politico, by midweek, rushed to join the fake news bonanza by claiming that Donald Trump was in violation of the emoluments clause to the Constitution because Air Force crews who were refueling near his golf resort in Turnberry, Scotland, were staying there. And that this must be signs of government corruption and and the, of course, the judiciary members rushed to claim that this would just add to their growing evidence for impeachment of the president. There's just one little problem, again, that the contracts for the Air Force to refuel at this airport were signed during the Obama administration and the contract to use Trump's property at Turnberry for overnight stays was also signed during the Trump administration and the Obama administration. And that Turnberry only charged $127 per night as a room rate, which was lower than any other property in the area. But because... Turnberry was a little further away. Only 6% of the Air Force's overnight stays at that airport took place at Turnberry. So Donald Trump is in violation of the emoluments clause because he's steering Air Force crews to stay at his his resort in Turnberry for a few nights at $127. Well... The New York Times was not going to have all of this fake news going on without them outdoing their Trump-deranged rivals. By the time Friday rolled around, it was the New York Times' turn who put out a breathless story that they had new evidence against Brett Kavanaugh. They had found another accusation from Yale University that Brett Kavanaugh had forced his Johnson on a poor, unsuspecting co-ed. And they had, uh, uh, as evidence, a witness who had worked on the defense team for Clinton in the Whitewater scandal. I'm not sure it was a Whitewater scandal. It was one of the scandals. There were so many, it's hard to keep track. He just left out one little piece of reporting, and this story was based on a a book that two New York Times reporters were putting out, so they should have had access to every bit of reporting on the book. When, as I mentioned in the first half of the show, Molly Hemingway got her hands on an advanced copy of this book and noticed something that wasn't included in the New York Times coverage. And that was that the so-called victim who had this traumatic event thrust upon her has no memory of it and doesn't want to talk to the news media. Very similar to the prior allegation out of Yale University by uh, Deborah Ramirez, where she had to powwow with a Democrat lawyer for six days in order to formulate her memory What are the odds that Brett Kavanaugh 
attended all of these parties at Yale University, taking out his wanker without that being common knowledge. And yet, numerous people who knew both Kavanaugh, Deborah Ramirez, and this new witness, or new so-called victim, say it never happened, they never heard of it at the time, and it's not something that would uh, be in character for Brett Kavanaugh. So he had MSNBC, Larry O'Donnell, who you don't expect much from, publishing fake news. Then Jim Scuto, publishing fake news that was probably debunked. Politico jumped in on the act. And then to put a cherry on top of it, the New York Times went to air with a piece of sham reporting that was, even before the weekend was out, debunked. But it didn't stop. Numerous of the Democrat presidential candidates and the members of the House Judiciary Committee from call, for calling for the impeachment of Brett Kavanaugh. And the media, including Jim Acosta and the, the uh, editor over there at the New York Times, take great offense when Donald Trump points out that this is all fake news. They actually uh, caught up with Trump on the way to his helicopter en route to New Mexico and asked him about the New York Times story. President, do you think the New York Times should fire the individuals responsible for uh, claiming that Kavanaugh committed sexual misconduct without including exculpatory information? I think the New York Times made another terrible mistake. It's, uh, it's a shame that a thing like that could happen. I see they're making a big correction today. They've just announced there's a correction. But to do that about a Supreme Court justice is a terrible thing. It's a false accusation. Whatever happened with the New York Times, I mean, I can tell you personally, they never check, they never do. We used to have a thing called fact-checking. They don't do fact-checking anymore. They used to call and say, what about this, what about that? How can they do a thing like that and destroy somebody's life? I mean, they're destroying lives. And it's fake news. It's just fake news. But it's a very fair question. I mean, they have to be very embarrassed. But much more importantly, what they do is wrong, and they do it all the time. Now, the New York Times did change their story by the end of the weekend, but they never never apologized. And nobody has been disciplined over there. The editor that uh, greenlighted that story certainly should be fired, as well as the Reporters, actually, I don't know if the reporters should be fired because they included it in their book, and uh, this editor most most certainly had access to it. The only conclusion you can draw is he purposely omitted this information because he wanted to hurt Trump. And what they do is they try to get through a news cycle with as much negative information. They're trying to form public opinion, and they're perfectly willing to spend what little is left of their credibility in order to do that. At this point, the New York Times... Uh, is not any more trustworthy than the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer has broke big stories uh, that turned out to be true. They've also published many, many fake news stories, and the same can be said for the New York Times, CNN, Politico, and MSNBC. It's just a joke. It's just a, it's just a propaganda um, conspiracy theory site. Fake news indeed. Everything that Donald Trump said in the 2016 presidential election has come to pass. The fake news media has been exposed and their credibility shot. 
When we come back from the break, we're going to dig deep into the legend of Corn Pop, the bad dude that ran some bad boys, but Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Biden ain't scared. He got him a chain and faced down this, this evil thug. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. So a couple of years ago, Joe Biden was giving, it was dedicating a swimming pool, the, the renovation of a swimming pool there in Delaware. And it turns out that uh, back in the middle of the last century, he had been a lifeguard there. And he, uh, he relayed a story to the rapt audience there about the legend of corn pop. And I'm just going to play the whole clip for you because... It is classic Joe Biden as he stumbles through and slurs his words and tells malaprops and obvious falsehoods. Painting for you a picture of this bad dude, Corn Pop. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards, and there were a lot of, it was a three meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the damp, uh, the darn cement over there. <laughs> And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly... Corn Pop was so intimidated by Joe Biden that he didn't just go ahead and dive in the pool. Joe Biden was going to come up there and drag him off. These were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse. Well, <laughs> when Joe Biden says it's not a joke... Hold on to your hat, because here comes a whopper. The only white guy, and he did all the pools, he was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. 
and you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain and I walked up to my car and they had stepped. Those days used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel. Bang them on the curb and get them rusty and put them in a rain barrel. <laughs> was this was this a typical uh, practice back in the middle of the last century? You kept your straight razor in a rain barrel? Okay. All right, Joe. Get him rusty. And I looked at him, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. <laughs> you know, it occurs to me that most people listening to this don't know who Esther Williams is. Esther Williams, there was a particular genre of movies uh, in in Biden's early age, and I guess would would be called the golden age of Hollywood, where they had uh, uh, synchronized swimming was uh, was highlighted, and Esther Williams was the king of the. She was a former Olympic swimmer. I'm not sure if she was a swimmer or a synchronized swimming competitor, but they had these uh, big, elaborate uh, um, synchronized swimming scenes in these movies. I'm not sure how they actually ended up in the pool. I I remember them vaguely. But uh, Joe Biden called corn pop Esther Williams. And Esther Williams got his his straight razor until recently soaking in a rain barrel and was going to cut him up. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you get off the board, you get off the board. I'll kick you out again. But I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize. But I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. (laughs) Old Joe faced down Corn Pop. If he can face down Corn Pop, he can certainly drag Donald Trump out behind the gym and issue him a good beating. There's no doubt about that. So I'm waiting now. I'm sure that the New York Times and the other news media are going to dispatch teams to that Delaware neighborhood and drag out Corn Pop and hear his side of the story. How do we know that the racist Joe Biden of that era wasn't just uh, bullying and and, uh, terrorizing poor Corn Pop? Corn Pop's life was probably ruined by Joe Biden and his white privilege. Going to wrap a chain around his neck. Poor old Corn Pop probably just carried that razor to, to shave and how in the world would Joe Biden know that Corn Pop kept his straight razor in a rain barrel? I'm not really sure. It's all very complicated. Well, there's a big move on now to uh, to do away with uh, vaping, and they're going after so-called flavored vape or flavored um, vaping. I think New York has already banned it. Even Donald Trump is talking about banning it because apparently some people have died. We don't know the circumstances yet around their death, but uh, you can bet that they've been ginned up by some some uh, some plaintiff's lawyers that uh, are looking for a big payday. And they're not looking, of course, at the other side of the whole vaping movement and that is how many people have been able to 
quit cigarettes because they're able to to get their nicotine fix through vaping, which apparently has far, far fewer, if any at all, negative side effects to your lungs. It's It's a nicotine delivery system. Nicotine is a highly addictive drug that has no um, negative side effects, at least for adults. There's a question whether or not it has negative side effects for, for uh, developing brains. But a lot of people are addicted to nicotine and they get it through cigarettes and they're able to transition off the cigarettes onto the jewel. And there's no telling how many lives have been saved, but they're going to go after the jewel now. And it won't be long before the state's attorneys generals, mostly from blue states, will be going after the vaping industry, which has turned into a multi-billion dollar industry and has undoubtedly saved many lives. The uh, the maker of OxyContin has filed for bankruptcy. And this is because there has been a, a huge spike in opium-related overdoses and addictions and again they're ignoring the fact that uh, oxycontin has been a a lifesaver to many people who suffer from uh, incurable pain and there's little to no talk about how many of these overdoses on opiums are actually the result of street drugs fueled by the fentanyl flooding into this country over the open southern border and imported or uh, or sent to our shores by our trading partners over in China. So it seems like again and again, in every way that um, that this country can screw up, it does screw up. Yeah, these things need to be regulated, and in the case of oxycotton, they certainly be, need to be regulated more rigorously than has been done. But we also need to secure that southern border and uh, start punishing China for allowing fentanyl uh, manufactured in China to flood into this country. And the jewel and other vaping uh, products, to me, seem like a complete win. Well, in the Department of uh, Fake Hate Crimes... A former uh, tackle with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers named Edwin Lewis Cogman, 31 years old, was arrested for trashing his own restaurant in Georgia. I think it was in the metro Atlanta area in Lawrenceville. He used a yellow crowbar to make it look like there was a break-in and black spray paint to write racially motivated words, according to the Gwinnett County Police a swastika, and MAGA on his own property. What does that remind you of? Sounds like another Jesse Smollett, Juicy Smollett kind of situation. He had claimed to be jumped on by Chicago thugs in the middle of the night in a sub-freezing snowstorm shouting, this is MAGA country. Cogman was busted because police recovered the crowbar, the spray paint, and the appliances that he was trying to file an insurance claim on. 
by claiming they had been stolen in the bed of Cogman's pick, pickup truck. So young Mr. Cogman has been charged with filing a false police report, insurance fraud, and concealing a license plate. Why isn't a fake hate crime prosecuted as a hate crime? Cogman was slandering a whole group of people, Trump supporters and white people, by pretending to be a victim of of their racist vandalism of his property. Man, I wanted to talk about something that uh, that I, I I failed to note in the uh, recap of the Democrats' debate, and that is they went three hours on national primetime TV and failed to once mention the U.S. economy. They're so hyped up to take us, take us down this Marxist road to socialism that the Democrat Party is no longer concerned with actually creating jobs, creating prosperity, or any of the things that, that makes America great. No talk of free enterprise, no talk of the housing market, no talk of your retirement funds. But Andrew Yang was able to offer you some free money if you'll vote for him. And Liz Warren and and uh, Biden and Sanders, they're all promising you Medicare for all. Never mind the fact that Medicare is a prepaid old age health insurance program. You pay for it for over 30 years during your working years so that you can have that security when you get to retirement. What they're not talk what they're talking about is not Medicare for all, it's Medicaid for all. Medicaid is a health welfare program. That's what they're offering. And with welfare programs always comes rationing because there is a limited amount that the government can spend. We got a uh, well that's it for today's program. I want to thank you for joining us. I invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition of Right Now on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Look forward to talking to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.